Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Wildcat Playbook right here at Beyond the Big Ten. My name is Joey Christopoulos. You can follow me at Joey Sports Guy. Make sure you follow us for all the fantastic Big Ten content at Beyond the Big Ten. Uh, we're here to talk today a little bit about uh, Northwestern loss and also looking forward to Big Ten conference play is finally here. Northwestern will host Minnesota this weekend. So let's bring in our, our co-host, the man, the myth, the Northwestern legend himself, former Bears defensive end, West End Golf Course's very young, Corey Wooten. What's up, Corey? Oh man, it's a, it's a, it's a tough weekend for Chicago fans, uh, Bears and Northwestern. Uh, back to back. Well, Northwestern got the dub last week, but Bears have been awful. Um, Northwestern really struggled, um, especially against Duke. How about Duke as of late? I mean, they've they've really established themselves as a as a contender, right? In any given any given Saturday, they can go out and beat any team, and. Uh, Hats off to their program, right? They've been recruiting well. They're developing talent. Um, and it used to be a thing, like, even when I played, like, I feel like we were better than Duke, and we even got beat by them a few times. So hats off to their program and, and what they're doing there and, and what they've taken the program to. But Northwestern, um, they're struggling at this point, Joey. It's it's really hard to get things going offensively. Defensively, they can't stop the run. Um, when you can't stop the run, the team can do whatever they want to you. So like, that's, that's my one thing with them. Like stop. You have to stop the run. Um, there's no ifs, ands and buts about it. If you can't stop the run, you can't win. Oh, and we're definitely going to dive into that when we talk about a Minnesota running back that has been especially hot the last couple of weeks. <laughs> Corey, man, can I throw the Cubs in there too as well? They've lost eight out of their last 10, losing a hold of the NL central, possibly right? even the wild card Chicago sports, man. Um, it's a bit in disarray right now. Um, and as you mentioned, let's dive into a little bit of what happened last week uh, yeah. with that 38 to 14 loss to Duke with our X's and O's segment. So with our X's and O's, Corey, um, you know, as we mentioned, 38 to 14, they lost. I mean, look, it, it was a little bit worse than you thought because they brought in Brendan yeah. Sullivan to kind of put in a garbage time touchdown uh, to make it 38 to 14. Um, you did mention, yeah, I think with college football, I think a big part of the headlines is uh, Colorado, right, and Coach Prime. But, yeah, Duke has been actually a really wonderful story, man, the way that they've been able to put some points on the board and crawl into that top 25. Um, Corey, I, I want to phrase it to you like this in terms of just what you saw. Um, you know, you didn't get an opportunity. I, I, I did the show solo for the UTEP game, the 38-7 to blowout win, a game that you said, Corey, that they absolutely had to win or they may yeah. not win a game this entire season. Yeah. Um, and what I saw in that game, and I just want to get your take on it a little bit, is that I just found it was a really interesting use of a lot of different weapons that they had on offense. You know, we saw Jack Lausch in the backfield taking some snaps. We saw Holinsky come in and throw a screen pass to Joseph Hyman. Um, we saw A.J. Henning. We saw, as you mentioned, you said, I want to see 20 touches from Cam Porter in that game. We got, yep. I think, 17 plus a couple receptions. Close. Roll it forward yeah. to Duke a little bit. I mean, yeah. Were you a little disappointed that they couldn't take that game plan or, and replicate it, or was it just a different kind of caliber of opponent that they were playing? Yeah, but I think even with Cam Porter, he had 10 rushes and he had almost five yards of pop. So you're looking at it, it was there. And yep. I think the same thing with the Bears. Sometimes teams get in, into their head too much. Like, oh, the game is, is out of reach at this point. At halftime, it's 17-7. to Like, right? The game is still very manageable at that point. So I just didn't understand that, right, Joey? Because in the UTEP game, we saw the run game, work the pass off that. 
and it goes hand in hand, especially with an offense that's really struggling. So I kind of just didn't get that, especially early on. Cam Porter was very effective in there. And what it does is it just opens up things that Ben Bryant is struggling. Like he, no ifs, ands, or buts about it, right? He is struggling. And to take pressure off him, you have to get the run game going, and then you work the play action off that. That's a quarterback's best friend. That's an offense that's struggling's best friend. Yeah, you're making a great point. Let's pull up his stat line just really quick. Um, ben Bryant, 17 of 34 in the game, 133 yards. That was only good for 3.6 yards per completion. And, and Corey, look, the game was already kind of out of hand, but the, the part that kind of bummed me out a little bit was I believe it was towards the end of the third quarter. Um, to his credit, you know, they did get a nice 20-yard game. I think it was Brian Kurtz. It brought them into the 11, brought them into the red zone. But then what did you see? Incomplete, incomplete, incomplete from Ben Bryant. Um, yep. when they weren't able to cash it in. And that was just kind of the part where I was like, man, if we're looking for places to build upon uh, a place to build upon a program, a place to feel good about yourself and place to feel improved. How does Cam Porter not touch the ball in that sequence? Exactly. How does maybe Jack Lausch at least maybe run an RPO fake of some kind? Um, I know yep. that AJ Henning once again, found the end zone again, but that part right there was, that was just disappointing a little bit. And, um, you know, this stagnant offense, unfortunately, continues for Northwestern. Yeah, and it begs the question. I mean, is there going to be a quarterback change, right? Like mm. what we've seen, even in the UTEP game, 116 yards uh, from Ben Bryant, all right? Like he's not lighting it up by any means, right? They, yeah. they played well in the game against a bad opponent. So we're expecting them to win. It was stalemated, you know, most of the game. And then the second half, they, they pulled it out. But the thing is, I think there needs to be a quarterback change because right now this offense is very stagnant. He's not running the offense like he should. He's decision-making. He's not really efficient. So I, I think they might have to make a, a change of quarterback. So, Corey, just follow up really quick. If it's not Ben Bryant, uh, Northwestern does have a couple other options at quarterback. If they have to make a change to that position, who do you think it should be? Yeah, I mean, in my opinion, it's 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 either got to be Helinski or Sullivan. You know, whoever you feel more confident about, right? And then it's a situation where maybe you give them – a couple series and and see who the better guy is at this point, right? Like mm -hmm. you want to have that figured out before the season, but at this point, what we see in offensively, um, th there hasn't been a quarterback that's, that's lit it up at all. So I, I think yeah. you might have to go a situation like that where you give Sullivan a couple series, you give Alinsky a couple series and see what they do with it and to go with the hot hand at that point, because you have to figure things out at this point. I don't think they're winning a big 10 title by any means. It's going to be tough to win games if they can't figure out this quarterback situation. So I think that might be a situation where you where you got to play both of them and and see who yeah. is the hot hand. Um, yeah, and, and when you're talking about you know maybe mixing in that Jack Lausch, Taysom Hill type element yeah. that direct snap, yeah. see if you can beat somebody on the edge and get there. Uh, maybe uh, the final one before we roll it forward to next week. Um, yeah, you know, Corey, I think like a lot of times, you know, when we talk about NFL, we talk about the cliches of uh, if you have multiple quarterbacks, you don't have any quarterback. I know I've asked you this question before, <laughs> but at this point right now, Corey, I mean, is it fair to also say that Northwestern to be competitive? I'm not even saying win these games, yeah. being competitive in these games. Um, they have to diversify, right? They have to maybe catch mm -hmm. a team by surprise. Um, yeah. They have to get creative. And, trick and plays. is it possible? Yeah, trick plays. But is it possible that maybe that multiple multiple quarterback, like you said, riding the hot hand, maybe that's the path to get him over twenty points in a game at this point? Yeah, I, I think I think at this point, right, it's worth exploring, right, because you've had three weeks of a very stagnant offense. I know the numbers for UTEP says otherwise, but 
it, it, it wasn't a light him up performance by any means. So I think you have to do that at this point. And especially I think they need to move on from Ben Bryant, right? This is, this is last year in college football. It's not going to help him uh, next year. I can see if he's absolutely lighting it up, you continue with that hot hand or he was making good decisions and maybe it was the offensive line, but you see missed throws, you see bad decisions. So I think at this point you just have to move on and, especially because this, this year it's all about figuring out the talent for next year at this point, right? We have to be competitive in games. I don't think they're going to win a lot of games at this point, to be honest, unless they really turn things around just because they're not playing well on both sides of the football. But you have to figure out who's your quarterback. And, and I look back about Northwestern from its history, right, from Brett Bazinet as a quarterback when they were good, right? Uh, Mike Kafka, my last year, um, Dan Persa, um, Clayton Thorson, um, Trevor Simeon, Kane Coulter, all those years when Northwestern was good, they had a great quarterback, right? All the way back to Zach Kustak, right? Great mm-hmm. quarterbacks it, for Northwestern, you know, mean success for the team. So I think they, they have to do a better job recruiting the quarterback position because as of late, they really have not. So they got to yeah. do a better job recruiting and developing quarterbacks. Yeah, and Corey, I think you're making a great point, too, as well, where there's going to come a point in this season where, you know, with the transfer portal now, you do have a lot of six-year seniors kind of coming over a little bit to play some games. At some point, you're going to have to give some of these other guys a shot because you are going to have to think two, three years down the road and see if you can develop some sort of talent on the offense and the defensive exactly. side of the ball. Um, Corey, let's roll over and let's preview uh, Minnesota at Northwestern with our yep. scouting report. All right, this yeah. is our scouting report right here on the Beyond the Big Ten with the Wildcat Playbook and Corey Wooten. Uh, throw it at me, man. Uh, give me the key. What's going to be the first key to uh, – I, I, first key to staying in the game versus Minnesota. I want to be very clear right. about so, how I'm phrasing so, this. Yeah, yeah. so so we'll start on offensively, and, and it's, and it's got to be getting the run game going, right? Cam Porter, rely on him. Last, last game he had 10 carries, right? The game before, he had 17. He was efficient. He had over four yards of pop in both games, right? So you really have to rely on the running game, especially when an offense is struggling. I think it's going to take the pressure off the offensive line and the quarterback, whether it's Ben Bryant or any of the other guys as well. So it's really start that running game, Joey. That's got that's got to be the thing for any struggling offense. Get the running game going. It starts this week. And and honestly, when you flip it over to the other side of the ball, um, I got a I got a small feeling. I got a small hint. Not to step on your spot, what possibly <laughs> the next key might possibly be, Corey, because, man, this is your bread and butter. This is Corey's corner right here. When you're playing a Minnesota team that has a running back in Darius Taylor, who's put up 331 rushing yards the last two weeks, and you've got a Northwestern yep. Wildcat uh, run defense that's allowing, I believe, yeah. 166 a game per clip. Corey, man, what's our second key? What's the second key? Yeah, it, it, like, like, you, like you hinted, stop the run. Taylor is going to absolutely Dude. go off on them. If yes. I'm, I'm honestly, Joey, they, they need to play, you know, nine in the box at, at this point because they are going to run the football. They're going to run it again, and then they're going to continue to run it again. So Northwestern has to have their best run performance. And honestly, um, this game could get out of hand if they don't do that. So you have to stop the run. You got to put the pressure on them passing the football. What they do well is run from from Gary Russell to Marion Barber, you know, to Lawrence Maroney. That's what they've done consistently. Um, so you have to stop the run this week. It's been tough sledding for Northwestern, but you got to play a lot in the box this week. You just have to. You cannot le- let them beat you with that running game. So – 
my my final one, and, and if you have any more keys, I'd love to have you weigh in on them. But maybe yeah. my, my final question or my thought for you just really quick is when you're starting to look at Northwestern's schedule a little bit, um, there are a couple of games still on that schedule that you can talk yourself into, or if they want to circle on their calendar, the big question is, A, can Northwestern win another game this year? And B, can they upset a team? Um, Corey, with this on the schedule right now, is this a, a team on the schedule that, that maybe has you thinking, could they possibly min- upset Minnesota, or is it going to take uh, somewhere else down that schedule a little bit, the Howard? Uh, yeah, I, I, I think this could be a one, just depending on how they come out of the game. Like, yeah. play a, a time of possession game. At this point, you're not lighting it up by any means, right? you got to make some big plays happen with Henning. He's, he's your big play guy. But control the – the time possession with Cam Porter, right? Really take the pressure off the offense. Um, keep their offense off the field. And I think that just has to be the recipe for the rest of the season until they mm-hmm. can figure things out offensively. Because I think this could be one they could upset. I'm looking at the schedule. Penn State, <clears throat> I don't think nope. that's one that they can win. Uh, they play Howard. That's one that's winnable for sure. Um, Nebraska is a they're game one and two right now. That win. was another one I had. Yeah, I had scheduled as like could you yeah, upset Nebraska? Nebraska? Like, Why they've not? Been so up and down. Yeah, yeah. Maryland. Uh, like no, they're, they're, <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, no. Iowa, no. Wisconsin, I don't think so. Purdue, they have a shot. Illinois, I don't yeah. think so. Um, yeah. So I, I think they could potentially win maybe three more games, like if things go their favor. But mm-hmm. I think Howard is the is the only. Uh, you know, one that you can circle and say, that's a win. Yeah, no, like I just with Maryland, just been getting a chance to watch Roman Hemby run the football. I mean, that dude's going to be an NFL player next year, or if not the year after, I mean, against our running defense, I, I don't see it. The Howard one for sure. Nebraska, why not? Um, and maybe a key that I can throw out there to this game and I'm, forgive me, but it's kind of piggybacking on what you've already made as a point of if it isn't working early on with Ben Bryant, make that switch earlier. At least go for exactly. a series or two and see if you get a spark, see if you get a different look. Um, because if it leads to points on the board, those have been scarce. It's been hard to come by for this Wildcats team right now. Exactly. So maybe that's one of my keys to the game is, you know, you know, shorten that leash a little bit and try and, you know, move the ball, you know, obviously try and move it and improve as quick as you possibly can. Any other keys to the game before we get to word on campus? You know, just, just protect the football, right? Like, win the turnover battle. Like, Northwestern, everything has to be in their favor, the way that they're playing on both sides of the football, right? So yeah. it's a pretty simple game plan, right? Run the football, stop the run, and and win the turnover battle. I think if they can do those three things, I think they have a shot to win games. And I think they have to do that every week because they don't have the most talent here or there, right? They have a couple weapons here or there, guys that are players. But as a whole, going against guys week to week, the, the talent isn't the same. I mean, it, it, yeah. it just isn't at this point, right? So, you know, with everything that went on um, in the offseason and whatnot, some guys leaving and some guys decommitting and cho- choosing to go other places, um, that, that's reasoning. But they just have to d- develop the talent better. So they ha- they need their best game plan in, in those areas. Yeah, and, and Corey um... – I mentioned this last week, and I think the best thing that happened, obviously, beating UTEP a couple of weeks ago, was one, getting that win, but two, getting it early enough in the season where at least you can go into film room and watch tape and go, we have a blueprint of what success looks like on offense yeah. and on defense, too, as well, because they got three takeaways in that game. I think they got four sacks in that game, too, as well. So exactly. there's tape that you, there's good tape that you can look at. 
to show this exactly. team that if if you execute, you can be competitive. You could possibly win a game here. But I'm with you, man. Like the margin for error is I don't know. Is there anything thinner than razor thin? Um, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not sure. I, I think it's yeah. as thin, it's as thin as it gets, man. Yeah, and I, th- I think they just have to take more shots. Honestly, right? Mm. Like very pedestrian. AJ Henning down numbers. the field, right? Yeah, like right. Why why not have a couple runs? Have a run, set it up with a hard play action. Just have AJ Henning go deep, throw it up. You know where only he can get it, right? And and if you yeah. and if you overthrow him, you overthrow him. But why not take some shots? Try to take the top off the defense. At this point, there hasn't been many explosive plays for the Northwestern team. Get a spark, like we talked about. Reinvigorate this team. And sometimes, hey, for first first possession, right? Why why not why not first play hard play action? Take a shot, like take a shot. Um, why not test test the defense, right? See if their eyes are in the backfield. You know, on the first couple plays, everybody's nervous. There's a lot of moving parts. They're like, oh yeah, get in a running formation that you normally do, and all of a sudden, hard play action, take a shot at AJ Henning. Why not? Why not? What do you have to lose at this point? Yeah, I'll throw Cam Johnson in that bin too, as well. And as you said, you know, a couple things happen. One, you might get a penalty, flip the field. Uh, two, at least exactly. you got the opposing defense thinking about it. Three, you actually make the play. Um, that obviously galvanizes and jump starts an offense, and then maybe all of a sudden you can be on a little bit of a roll. Um, Corey, um, we don't need to do final score. I, I, I think uh, we both have uh, Northwestern not winning this game. Uh, the spread is minus 12. Do you see them covering that? I don't. No, I, I don't see them. Yeah. 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 Don't, don't, don't put this one on your, uh, on your draft Kings. Right? <laughs> We're keeping it simple here on wildcat playbook. So let's go to our final <laughs> segment here of the show. Uh, that this segment's called word on campus. Yep. So Corey word on campus, uh, right here in wildcat playbook. Um, I kind of want to just get your vibe a little bit on. I think this is just an interesting week. I think it's a special week for campuses all across America and most specifically yep. in the Big Ten because now it's conference play, man. You know what yep. I mean? You've done a little of the non-conference. You've gotten the road yeah. game out of the way a little bit. And now, you know, this is when the stuff really matters. The rivalries happen. The history comes into yep. play. So I don't know, man, whatever comes to mind for you. Like, I don't know. Is there yeah. a different vibe in the locker room and on campus? Is there a different jump yeah. in the step at practice? Like, just tell me something about what it means when the season kicks over and rolls over to that schedule, when big 10 play starts to happen. Oh yeah. Big, big 10 play is the best. Um, especially it's, this is a different animal, right? Obviously you want to try to handle your business and win all your non-conference games. They still got one more, but for the most part, it's big 10 play the rest of it. So you, you want to try to handle business, right? Because that's what you're fighting for, especially in the West. It's another competitor in the West. So you want to try at this point, right? Um, they're they're not they're not out of it completely. Like I, I I don't think they have a shot at the West, but at this point, right, they are not out of the West. So every game matters at this point, and maybe some miracle can happen. They can really turn things around, right? If if they, if they play the game plan like we were talking about. But when you're in the Big Ten play, every game matters. It's a different energy, um, especially whether you, whether you have home games. You know, Minnesota coming to town or going to Minnesota. It's oh, the atmosphere is different, right? Especially playing in some of those Big Ten stadiums, uh, it's 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 something that I I will never forget. Like playing at Iowa, playing at Minnesota, you know, playing at Penn State, playing at Ohio State. Like the crowd, the roar um, when they make a big play. There is nothing like Big Ten football. You know, I know SEC is is some stadiums are like that as well, but I've never seen a stadium with a hundred and 
uh, 10,000 people uh, like at Ohio State when they just go absolutely nuts. Iowa, uh, they don't have as many people as that. But when you're watching film after the game, the the camera is shaking because of how loud it is, right? <laughs> that place is rocking. So the, the Big Ten, it's like there's nothing like it, man. I grew up, you know, watching Mich- Michigan on TV, watching Ohio State, and then being able to go to Northwestern and play against these teams, playing the Big Ten, um, it was just unbelievable just to go to these stadiums. Like every stadium that you go to, it's a different experience, and, and that's the great part about it. So Northwestern fans that have, or any fans around the Big Ten going to other stadiums, that's, that's a huge thing. My parents, you know, when they watch me, they go to Michigan games, they go to Ohio State all over, and they were like, that was some of the best stadiums we've ever been, you know, because – there is nothing like a college stadium, right? NFL stadiums are, are awesome. There's a couple that come to mind, Arrowhead, you know, uh, the 12th man in Seattle um, that are really rocking. But college stadiums, the atmosphere, the energy is is undeniable. So it's, especially in Big Ten, it's, it's just a different animal, Joey. And it just, it gets you excited, especially playing on the road. Like you love, you love to go to the opposing stadiums and get a W in their home. Like there's nothing like it, you know, going to Iowa, you know, uh, three times uh, out of out of my five years at Northwestern and beating them there at home <laughs> uh, was was such a great feeling, um, you know, beating Iowa. So there's there's nothing like that going into an opposing stadium and kicking there. You know what? Um, it's, 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 it's the best feeling. Corey, there was a time when our Chicago football teams would do just that. <laughs> I, I think about it. It seems so far away from here for now yeah. uh, with the <laughs> Chicago Bears and the Northwestern Wildcats on a weekly basis. Um, but, no, I, lo- I love that story, man. It's just how, how can it not, right? This is when the history, the rivalry, the legacy, the memory, um, and for, for former alumni, too, like when you play against the Big Ten, you know what I mean? Like that's exactly. Like, it, just, it just wraps it up and changes a little bit different. Exactly. Um, We'll see what happens this weekend. Hopefully, uh, Northwestern can put some points on the board, stay in that game. Um, but then we roll it forward, and we'll be talking about Penn State next week for sure. Uh, thank you so much for turning into Wildcat Playbook right here on Beyond the Big Ten. Make sure you follow us at Beyond the Big Ten wherever you enjoy your socials. I'm Joey Christopoulos. You can follow me at Joey Sports Guy. My man, former Bears defensive end, uh, Northwestern standout superstar, uh, Corey Wooten. Follow him at Corey Wooten, two O's, two T's. Um, that's it, Corey, man. Great to see you, man. Um, good show. Uh, can't wait to do it again. But yeah, say goodbye to the good people for now. Exactly. Another, another good week. Uh, you know, not not the best week watching, but I'm hoping they can bounce back this week with Big Ten play starting. Uh, really run run the football, Joey. Stop the run. Um, play time of possession game. Take some shots mm-hmm. here and there. I think it's really going to open up that defense. Like, why not on the first possession take a shot, hard play action to Henning or or uh, Johnson. Let's let's do that, right? Why not blow the top off the defense? You have nothing to lose at this point. And and at this point now that Big Ten play is, hey, a couple years ago, I'm not saying this is gonna happen, but uh when Pat Fitzgerald won coach of the year, right, they started out one and three. So, you know, they, they there's there's still a chance. I don't know if that's gonna happen, but th- that's why they play the games. You never know what may happen. You never know what kind of spark, what you know, if someone's talking to somebody in the locker room, maybe they have a a uh, motivational public speaker that comes and just gets them in the gear. Um, it, you never know. Like, on, honestly, real, real quick story before I get out. So 20, yeah. 2008 season, we had one of our best seasons as we played in Alamo Bowl against Chase Daniel, Jeremy Macklin against Mizzou. 
before our first game, we had this guy, Chris Skinner, a guy that that uh, was paralyzed in, in a horrific uh, car accident, right? And he talked to us before that game, right, before we went to the hotel the night before. And I'll tell you, that impacted me and in, in, in motivated me in a way that I've never been motivated, right? And I really think him talking to us on that first, uh, you know, before the game, like, took us to a different level because we came out ready to go. You know, we played Syracuse that first game, and we were lights out defensively, offensively. And I just feel like sometimes it just takes that little something to get you going, to fire you up. And uh, maybe I got to go to Evanston and fire him up, Joey. I might have to. I might have to get out there and make him run through a brick wall all of a sudden. You know what I mean? So I might have to do that. But they they, they need something to get him going. They need something to spark because it's two lakhs of days ago out there. So I'm hoping we see some spark this week. Now the Big Ten plays here. I hope we see a different uh, team. I hope we see a team that's ready to go. And, hey, they don't have to light it up. But stop the run, be physical, play smash mouth football. And I think if they can do that, it'll give them a chance. So we'll, we'll break it down for you guys after the game. And, and hopefully they'll give a good performance. And uh, they'll, they'll utilize some of the tools and keys that, that we, we were talking about early on the show. So. We'll get back to you guys next week and, and look forward to hearing your feedback and um, love to hear your comments and, and everything. So appreciate your guys' support. Yeah, yeah, Wildcats. And if you don't show up, Corey Wooten is coming down to Ryan Arena <laughs> next week to give you some of that juice. I might show up too as well. I'll yep. be one of those mentalists. Uh, I'll be like that Uh-oh. Oz mentalist from Hard Knocks, guessing cards <laughs> incorrectly. I'll do the best I can. Um, but there you go. Uh, Great words, man. Um, something that hopefully they, they impart and take that onto the field this Sunday. Thank you so much for checking out this pod. Uh, be well, be safe. Please be good to each other. Cats, cats, cats. Um, and we'll see you soon.